Welcome to Revitalizing the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett. Brought to you by the Brazil Institute for Church Revitalization, Missional Engagement, and Leadership Development. An institute that envisions to partner with churches and her leaders to strategize, strengthen, and discern God's will for the local church. Welcome to episode 99 of Revitalizing the Declining Church. I'm your host, Dr. Desmond Barrett. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about flourishing with a small church mindset. So you want your church to grow. Now what? What is the next step? Where are you to go now? These are straightforward questions that need answers. You have prayed as a church. You've prayed as a pastor. You've prayed as a church leader that God would send a person or a family to your local church. Guests have come. Now what? What are you supposed to do with them? To flourish again as a church, the local church and its leadership must change its mindset from growing to focusing on on what it does well. Small churches allow churches to grow deeper with their members and see ministry not as a buzzword, but as a relationship over time by focusing on small groups as big groups, enhancing relationships through fellowship, and championing people over programs. And so on today's episode, I want to break this idea of flourishing with a small church mindset into three main categories. The first one is this, small groups as big groups. There was a period where bigger was better. That mindset stretched into debt as they built massive structures to man's hubris and focused on how many people sat in a pew instead of how many stood before Jesus accepting him into their hearts. The boom of church growth mindset has created a bust of devalued properties due to a host of deferred maintenance, a decrease of members, spiritual anorexia, where the church still tries to be the church of two decades ago but lacks the healthy capacity to be the church of today. Instead of focusing on growing bigger, I want you to begin to focus on being better. Better in greeting newcomers. Better in sharing a meal with someone. Better at praying for the needs of the community. How many services do you host weekly? One, two, three? Instead of three, try two, or even one. And then focus on small gatherings where members and guests can grow relationally closer to each other and God. The idea that Sunday is the only time to meet and share must be set aside for the sake of the gospel. The world's schedule has changed, and adapting to the community's needs around you by revising the day or even the service locations does not water down the gospel, but expands gospel opportunities to share it with more people. As you meet at different times, I want you to try not to focus on the number of attendees, but on the quality of the conversation, the quality of the conversion, the quality of the church service that gains traction to dive deeper into God's word and times of group prayers. God could use your perceived smallness and allow the bigness of the calling to shine through. The second major point is to enhance relationships through fellowship. There is a longing in the world today for people to feel valued. They are valued not for what they can bring to the table, but for who they are. God has placed giftings in each person that the local church needs today. Many leaders and churches long for authenticity authenticity or authentic relationships that make a person feel seen and heard. The small church can do that if church members are willing to be used by the Holy Spirit to touch people more personally. Church attendance does not have to be a Sunday morning gathering. 
Many non-church people do not want to enter a church facility because they feel unworthy due to past choices. So be open to finding creative ways to connect with non-church and new members. In the book by Webel called Fishing on the Other Side, A Guide to Being the Church in the Digital Age, he wrote, church members can also create a, uh, offline social media groups that meet in local places of business. Sometimes people are likely to attend meetings that are not held in church facilities, especially if they come from a non-Christian background. So stay open to meet people where they are, not where you want them to be. Focus not on where you meet, but on how you interact while you're meeting. Bond over the commonality of sports teams or children of the same age. And over time, if you will have an opportunity to live out your faith in such a way that the newcomer will want to know more about you and why you're so happy and why you seem unfrazzled when bad things happen. My friends, that's what it means to be an authentic Christian. Relationships are built over time, not forced at the beginning. I want you to trust the process. Trust the process that God, the God you serve will help you and will guide you. All you have to do is follow his lead. When you do, you will see the relationships through fellowship. And there will only be enhanced through the bond of the non-member to the church member over time if you trust the process. The third major point is people over programs. Dr. Leslie Parrott, in his book called Future Church, How Congregations Chose Their Character and Destiny, wrote, I don't believe programs is a problem. Direction is. Hmm. It would help if you read that again. So let's, let me say it again. I don't believe a program or programs is our problem. Direction is. How many churches, maybe even yours, focus on programs as a solution to rebounding from decline? As if God values a program more than a person's soul. As a local church pastor or leader, I want you to embrace the small church mindset of valuing people over program. To see each person and their value to the kingdom as an opportunity to live life with them by walking alongside of them in the Spirit of God. Let me give you permission to stop designing programs to attract new members and focus on loving the people you have and not the people you desire. I want you to put your energy, I want you to put your energy of the people that you have within your local church and to put it on them and to begin to do acts of kindness to the people that you have and then the people that you come in contact with. I promise that it will make a difference to the people they are interacting with and the members doing the acts of kindness over time. The fastest way to change the church is to preach the gospel without using words. A church people, your church people, you all must begin to focus not on how or why you do something or even how you feel or even the desire, but to begin to serve others because God has called you to it. Simple acts of kindness and small gestures can resonate with believers and unbelievers alike. This past week, a man came into my local church office. He was um, looking for our Compassionate Ministry program. The heat had gotten to him, 
and I could see it because he was just sweating profusely. And as I was sitting there and as he walked in, I just felt prompted by the Spirit to ask if he wanted a bottle of water. A small act, but a gesture of what I want my heart to say. Less words and more actions can share with others how Christ has impacted their heart and your heart and that of the church. Let me challenge you this week. See the value of being a small church leader. See the opportunities to flourish within a smaller walls by serving others as Christ serves the church. And when you do that, you'll begin to flourish with a small church mindset. Thanks for listening to Revitalize the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett. If you liked what you heard today, would you be willing to share it with your colleagues or your local leaders inside your church? Why don't you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode that comes out? As always, my friends, I believe in you. I'm praying for you. Have a great week.